Hello and welcome to Harlan First and Monroe Chapel United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike Agnew, and it's great to have you listening to our sermons this way. Now, this sermon is for Easter Sunday, and it's based on Matthew 28, verses 1 through 20. And it has certainly been quite a week. I mean, we've gone through the clash of priorities of Palm Sunday, the Last Supper with his disciples on Maundy Thursday, the most wonderful worst time of the year with his crucifixion on Good Friday, and now we celebrate Jesus' resurrection on Easter Sunday. It's been quite a journey through this season of Lent, looking at the teachings of Jesus, first of all in the Sermon on the Mount, and then seeing them actually lived out in the last week of Jesus' life. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the scripture. Now, all four of the Gospels have a different way of telling the resurrection story. And there's no sense in trying to reconcile them all together. That, that's impossible to do anyway. But since we've been looking at Matthew throughout the season of Lent, we're going to look at Matthew's version of the resurrection story. So according to Matthew's version, Mary Magdalene and another Mary go to the tomb the day after the Sabbath before the dawn had come on the new day. And this is the first day of the week, which might confuse us a little bit because we think of the first day of the week, Sunday, as being Sabbath. But we have to remember that for the Jewish people, the Sabbath was on the seventh day of the week, Saturday. And for the Jewish people, the new day starts at sundown of the day before. So the Jewish Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. So it really makes sense when it says it was after the Sabbath and early before the dawn of the first day of the week. And this is when the Marys went to the tomb. Now, Matthew has a lot of dramatic things take place. They don't just get to the tomb and discover that the stone has already rolled away. No, in Matthew's version of the story, there is an earthquake and an angel comes and rolls the stone away and then sits on it. Quite amazing. And then the angel informs them that Jesus is not there. He is risen. And he then gives them instructions. He tells them to go to the disciples, let them know that Jesus is risen, and that he will meet them in Galilee. So it doesn't matter what version of the resurrection story you're reading, which gospel, it always has the women being the first ones to tell others about the risen Jesus which is why it's really quite interesting that there are some church traditions that don't believe that women should preach. Evidently, the angel didn't get the memo, nor did the early church. So in either case, Mary and Mary go to tell the disciples. They're filled with joy and also fear, which quite frankly makes sense. They even meet Jesus on the way. But they do what they are called to do. They go to the disciples and they say that Jesus is risen and that he will meet them in Galilee. So, the disciples go to Galilee, and they see Jesus, and it says that they worshipped, but some doubted. So, don't let anyone tell you doubt doesn't have a place in faith. Even the disciples doubted. And it's here in Galilee that Jesus gives them what we call the Great Commission, or what I like to think of as the Great Assignment. Go and make disciples. 
Now, we'll get into that part in a minute, but first I want to talk about a peculiar aspect of this story, and that is that Jesus doesn't ever show himself to the Roman soldiers or to Pontius Pilate or the religious leaders or any of the people that did this to him. You know, that would be really tempting to do, wouldn't it? It'd be really tempting to go to Pontius Pilate or some of these religious leaders and the high priest and say, hey, you thought that you could crucify me? Well, look at me now. That would be tempting. But once we get to know who Jesus is and the kind of things that he taught and the way that he lived, we know that that wouldn't be like Jesus at all. That's not the Jesus way. No, when we live the Jesus way, we don't lead by power or force or might. We don't lord it over others. We lead by example and by servanthood. And so Jesus had no need to show himself to those people. It's interesting. In the other Gospels, we have other appearances of Jesus before we get to this part in Galilee. And in all of those appearances, he mostly just appears to people who already know him. They already believe in him, to some extent at least, but he doesn't show himself to the Romans. And the reason why, first of all, the reason why he doesn't show himself resurrected to the Romans or the religious leaders is he wasn't there to overthrow the Roman government. He wasn't there to destroy the current religious system. That's That was not his goal. He was there to start the church. He was there to start the church movement with the disciples and the other followers. And so that's why he appeared to them. They are the ones who needed to see him because they were the church and he was going to change the world with the church. Now, what is the church here for? Well, I can tell you the church is not here just to have fellowship and to make social connections, although those are nice perks for sure. But the church is here, and it, this goes right back to the Great Commission or the Great Assignment. We are here to go and make disciples. Now, a disciple is a student of Christ. And what does a student do? Well, a student learns from and imitates their teacher. And so that means that we... Because this great assignment isn't just for the disciples, it's, it's for all of us, because we're all disciples, actually. Our assignment, our calling, our purpose as a church is to go and make disciples, to make followers of Jesus who are ready to imitate him. Because that's what we claim to be. You see, if we claim to be Christian, then that means that we ourselves claim to be following and imitating Christ. If we're not, that's that needs to be job one. We need to work on learning what it is Jesus said and then following it. But but we are also called to go and make other disciples. And, and here's the thing. This calling is what all of us are called to. You know, it's not just the pastor. It's not just the education department of the church. It's all of us. We're all called to make disciples in our own way. And you may feel unqualified, but remember, the disciples felt unqualified as well. And they spent three years with Jesus. If they didn't feel qualified, what makes us think we will? We just have to start doing it, knowing that God is with us to help equip us. 
So what does it mean, or how do we make disciples? Well, basically, we just teach people what Jesus commanded. If we want other people to imitate Jesus, to live the Jesus way, then they have to know what it means to live the Jesus way. They have to know the Sermon on the Mount. They have to know the teachings of Jesus. These are things that we not only teach, but we also model. And this is our calling, to go and make disciples. And we know that we're not alone in this endeavor because Jesus is with us as he has promised to be with us even to the end of the age. And this Jesus who is with us is the Jesus who has conquered sin, hell, and death. This Jesus is the Jesus who is unstoppable. And by rising from the dead, not only did he vindicate himself, but he showed us that there is forgiveness and love, that God loves us, and also that there's everlasting life. And everlasting life doesn't just mean life that lasts forever. Everlasting life is life that that starts now, today. Purposeful, meaningful living. When we live in alignment with God and we're, we're carrying out his calling in our life. And so may we be students of Jesus, imitators of Jesus, doing what we can to follow his teachings to live the Jesus way. And may we also then in turn be those who seek to go and make disciples, to make others, to learn, to help them to learn what it means to live the Jesus way. Remember, remembering that the one who is with us is the resurrection and the life. God bless and have a great Easter.